0: The Cowboys come crashing back down to earth after a huge loss to UCF. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And Oklahoma State was riding high after their big bedlam win. But all that came crashing down after a disappointing Heartbreaking or whatever other adjective you want to throw in there loss to the Golden Knights of UCF. So the Cowboys go from being in the driver's seat or controlling their own path to the Big Twelve Championship to still feeling really good about that opportunity, but still needing some other things to happen, which do seem likely. And out of everyone outside of Texas, Oklahoma State does have the best opportunity to get in to the Big 12 championship game. But the Cowboys certainly did not help themselves in the national media attention eye and even some of the buzz around the Big 12 with that pitiful, Pitiful performance against UCF. I don't even know where to start with that game. I thought that the worst game of the season was always going to be the South Alabama loss. Well, they certainly one up that because this loss to UCF was just—it wasn't predictable in the fact that it was going to be 45 to three. A lot of people had trap game, including myself. But the performance, being as awful as it was, I don't even, like I said, I don't even know where to start. Bowman, 19-36, 225 yards, three interceptions. Ollie Gordon, 12 carries, 25 yards, no touchdowns. The team didn't score a touchdown at all. Gordon, who has been over a five-yard... Per carry guy only goes two point one in this game. I mean, just an awful look. They give up forty five points. Plumlee goes out there, throws for three hundred yards on eleven completions and three touchdowns. R.J. Harvey rushes for over two hundred yards and three touchdowns. They just they look like the worst team on the field. The defense played bad. The offense was bad. It just it was terrible. I, I don't know what other words to use besides awful, terrible, disappointing. I mean, whatever whatever you want to say. Alex Hale the only points he kicks a field goal and he was one of one, one attempt, one field goal. Outside of that, nothing else. Nothing else. So you go from maybe one of the biggest wins that you've had in recent history following up with what it might be considered the worst loss in Gundy coaching era. I look at the Central Michigan game from several years ago, the South Alabama game, and now this. And you could certainly put some things away from the South Alabama game. You are playing three quarterbacks in that game. You... We're not using Ollie Gordon effectively, but you had Gordon who did get a little banged up, and Bowman just looked awful. The team, the play calling was bad. The team was bad. The defense was bad. It was terrible. I I would say maybe the worst loss in in the Gundy area era, and which isn't good because that's the second time I've said that about a game this season. Two times Gundy, which. Still, this team—I I don't even know. I—it I, baffles me, baffles me. The performance, the season, the season as a whole. I mean, you start out so bad the first four weeks. Somehow, you are two and two. Then you go on the hottest streak ever, just absolutely dominating games on the legs of Ollie Gordon and with Bowman doing just enough. And then it all—the wheels come off. And now you have two games left in the season to try to put yourself in the Big 12 championship with some other things happening around you to hopefully get an opportunity to win the Big 12 in the last year with OU and Texas in it. Right now, you're still kind of right there in the driver's seat. You control your own path, so to speak. But there are some things that could happen that would keep you out. And the tiebreakers have been reworked and... There's been some changes made. We'll get, I'm going to get into all that here in just a bit. But, man, if you don't correct it after this UCF loss and you look bad against Houston and BYU and you lose one of those games, kiss all the expectations you had goodbye. I mean, you can kiss a lot of those expectations goodbye already. Ollie Gordon-Heisman hopeful? Not anymore. That's not happening. Oklahoma State sneaks into the Final Four, maybe makes the playoffs? Ha! <laughs> Not a chance now. That's not happening. Finishing the season 9-3, very much still on the table. Double-digit wins, maybe not. You fall another one of these games or you don't win your bowl game, you're not getting the 10 wins. 10-2 ten certainly looked on the table after the OU game, after Bedlam. But you, you throw that game against UCF like you did... You may get to 10 wins. You may not. Nine and four could be on the table, depending on your bowl matchup. Still ranked, luckily. So we can throw some of the things out of the window. You're not going to be a top 10 team. You're not going to make the Final Four. Ollie Gordon's not going to win the Heisman. Those are out of the question. You can make the Big 12 championship game. You can win the Big 12. You can ruin Texas's opportunity to win the Big 12 if they're the team to get there. Heading into the last two weeks of the regular season, you have to win these games. Have to. You have to beat Houston on the road, and you have to beat BYU at home to end the season. And if you take care of business on your side of things, a lot of weird things can happen around. Looking at the Big 12 standings, Texas is number one. They're 6-1 and one in the Big 12. They're 9-1 and one overall. Their one loss came... On a neutral site field against OU, Oklahoma State is five and two in the Big 12. They're seven and three overall. Their two losses: UCF and Iowa State. OU is five and two in the Big 12. They are eight and two overall. OU's two losses came against Kansas and Oklahoma State. Then you look at K-State. They are right there with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. They're five and two in the Big 12. They're seven and three. Overall, and when you look at their schedule going forward, they have to take on KU in Lawrence and then they take on Iowa State. So, Oklahoma State fans, big KU fans, that would certainly help things. Oklahoma State does hold the tiebreaker against K State with a head to head win, but a Kansas win over K State in the battle for the Sunflower State would be huge for Oklahoma State. And then they face Iowa State. And in that game, Oklahoma State is rooting for Iowa State. When you look at Iowa State, they're right there as well with Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and K State. Iowa State is five and two in the Big Twelve. They're six and four overall. Uh, they do have the head-to-head tiebreaker with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has it with K State and with OU. So if Texas were to beat Iowa State that knocks them out of contention. If Iowa State were to beat Texas and K-State were to beat Iowa State, you could possibly see a Big 12 championship that is a bedlam rematch with some how some of the tiebreakers could work up. So it, it gets it gets pretty funky at the end of the season. Oklahoma State has to take care of business against Houston and BYU. OU will take on BYU and TCU. Oklahoma's, Oklahoma should be favored in both of those games. The Provo game where they go to BYU this coming Saturday could prove tough for the Sooners depending on what team we get. But after their big win against West Virginia, 59-20, to they look like they've righted the ship a bit. And have an, have an interesting matchup. BYU-TCU should be favored in both of those games. K-State and Kansas is going to be interesting. Is Kansas going to be healthy enough at the quarterback position to win this game? And then you have Iowa State and Texas. If Texas beats Iowa State and then Iowa State beats K-State, that'll take care of everything. And it'll be Oklahoma State and Texas in the Big 12 championship. But if Iowa State were able to pull off the upset against Texas and then K-State were to beat Iowa State, things could get crazy. Because then you go to common opponent... Uh, when you don't have head-to-head to look at... In Texas and Oklahoma State's example... So if Texas were to lose another game... That might open the door for the Sooners... To get back in to the Big 12 Championship... Because they have the head-to-head win against Texas... So if Texas were to pick up another Big 12 loss... So it, it, it could get pretty interesting... It, it Lots of scenarios can happen... But for Oklahoma State, they are in one of the more favorable spots to get back to the Big 12 Championship. The wheels fall off if they lose again or if Iowa State goes on a run knocking them out. The interesting spot is Oklahoma State and Texas having the same record. It just breaks down between common opponents. And I think Oklahoma State would make it Over Texas because Oklahoma State beat OU, but Texas lost to OU, with both those teams having losses to Iowa State, and then Texas having not played UCF. So that would be how I believe, again, you almost need like a degree, like a a rocket, a degree in rocket science to understand exactly how these tiebreakers are going to break down, how they're all going to work. But that's my basic knowledge of it, that there is a scenario that would get leave Texas out of the Big 12 championship game because of common opponents with them having the same record and not playing head-to-head. And honestly, if there's a world where OU and Texas are not in the Big 12 championship, I love it. I'll take that all day, every day. It would be so fitting two teams are not involved in the championship. The last year they're part of the Big 12 as they head to the SEC. I I would love it, and I, I'm comfortable in speaking for the rest of the Big 12 fans saying that they'd also love it. So, But I do believe there is a scenario where both those teams could be on the outside looking in especially if they were to lose a couple of games heading down the stretch the Iowa State game is going to be Texas's toughest spot for the final two weeks of the regular season but but they do end the season against Texas Tech and Texas Tech did look a lot better last week so maybe that could be a little tougher than Texas fans are thinking or expecting and again it all kind of relies too on how healthy is Quinn Ewers Uh, they did lose a running back as well so Texas is a little beat up they still have the best defense in the Big 12, uh, one of the best in the nation, they're a top 10 program for a reason uh, but that could, uh, could shake some things up and make things pretty interesting if some more losses were to happen, the Big 12 is ultra competitive, anyone can beat anyone on any given night, we've seen that time and time again So there is no set in stone two teams or one team that is going to make the Big 12 championship. A lot can happen. A lot can happen. But Oklahoma State has to take care of things against Houston. So looking at that matchup and looking at how those teams break down, again, for Oklahoma State, a lot of it's going to rely on Ollie Gordon. What can Ollie Gordon do? How is he going to handle the offense? And can they bounce back from the horrible loss to UCF. So looking at the two teams, Oklahoma State is 7 and 3, 5 and 2 in Big 12 play. Houston is 4 and 6, 2 and 5 in Big 12 play. Looking at Houston, they've had a very interesting season. When you look at how this season started for Houston, they beat UTSA 17-14 to begin the season. Then they have a crushing loss in double overtime to Rice 43-41 Week 2. They lose big to TCU 36-13. Then they beat Sam Houston State 38-7. Then a loss to Texas Tech 49-28. Then they beat a a very good West Virginia team in a wild game on a Thursday night by 2, 41-39. Then they play Texas super close, only losing by 7, 31-34. Then they get ran through by K-State, 41 to nothing. Then they beat Baylor in overtime, 25-21, and then lose by 10 the following week to Cincinnati at home. So they've not. It's not like they've been good at home and bad on the road. They're three and three at home, one and three on the road. It's been a very odd up and down season for Houston, for the Cougars, for Dana Hogerson, who finds himself on the hot seat. Uh, but Oklahoma State coming into this game off a loss. Both these teams coming into this game off a loss. Oklahoma State 45-3. Cincinnati over Houston 24-14. Oklahoma State fell to 24th but still ranked in the college football playoff rankings. Houston does lead the series all time 10-9 and 1. So Oklahoma State looking to even that up at 10-10 and 1. Uh, Last matchup Did go to the Cougars back in 2009. That was 45-35 in a very back-and-forth game. Uh, I do remember that. The line is Oklahoma State by a touchdown despite being on the road. So when you you think about how home teams are given three, that's like a 10-point line for Oklahoma State or a 10-point swing. Vegas thinks that Oklahoma State should handle this game. So a drastic difference from what we saw the spread at last week, which I think closed at one and a half in favor of Oklahoma State. That that game was very much more on UCF side When you look at uh, even the predictions, a lot of the times they were predicting UCF. It was the classic kind of trap game. This one more so favoring the Cowboys. So, fun fact about this game. Both head coaches have trouble against this opponent historically. Mike Gundy only 1-2 against Houston. Well, Houston head coach Dana Hogerson, is 2-5 against Oklahoma State. Of course, he was the offensive coordinator the year before this team, 2010, back before they popped off in 2011, the first good season, not great season with Brandon Whedon, followed by the Todd Munkin year, which was a great a great season uh, for the Cowboys and, and Brandon Whedon and that group, Justin Blackman. So both very familiar with each other, but Mike Gundy better than Dan, against Dana Holgerson than Holgerson is against Mike Gundy. So that does favor the Cowboys a bit there. Again I mentioned Ollie Gordon Heisman chances gone still have a great season can still win any of those running back awards and he just finished the season strong he's still still having a great year 1250 yards 12 rushing touchdowns but had an awful game against UCF the defense has got to figure some things out as well Colin Oliver Kendall Daniels big part of that gotta gotta figure out how to slow down a inconsistent but still talented Houston offense. And then Houston's going to rely on its wide receivers, its defensive line, trying to get pressure. Um, When you look at uh, Oklahoma State, they have to just forget about last week. That's what it boils down to. It happened, but forget about it. Refocus. Let's get to the Big 12 championship and uh, play angry and, and go and just beat Houston. That's that's my that's what I say uh, when you look at the prediction. Uh, I love looking at the predictions that the the weekly writer of these uh, previews have up on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Uh, it's Matthew Postens this week. His prediction is Oklahoma State 41, Houston 24. I like this. Uh, I'm gonna go even more 41-14. That's my prediction. 41-14 in favor of the Cowboys. His uh, prediction that Oklahoma State is ticked off and they're going to take out their frustrations on Houston. This won't be pretty. I agree. Houston's going to have a problem. Uh, and it's a very angry Oklahoma State offense, a very angry Ollie Gordon that is disappointed in his performance last week. They're going to bounce back. They're going to play Houston very well, and I think they run away with this game early and ease Oklahoma State fans' feelings just a bit and make them forget how awful the UCF game was. Switching things up from the football field to the basketball court, my tinfoil hat theory is that Oklahoma State fans can't be happy about different sports at the same time. They either have to find success in one or find success in the other. Oklahoma State football wins bedlam, but Oklahoma State basketball loses a disappointing one to Abilene Christian. Oklahoma State football looks terrible against you, almost a three-point record as a team and beats Sam Houston 85 to 70. So it's a roller coaster as an Oklahoma State fan, and hopefully things go differently. As the Cowboys will take on the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure, and then they'll take on either Notre Dame or Auburn, both those games part of the Legends Classic in Brooklyn, New York. And then after that, uh, they'll take on New Orleans, Houston Christian, and Creighton to round out the month of November. So that's your look at basketball. Hopefully both these teams can find success this coming weekend and not uh, one or the other. I'm Matt Jordan for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. We'll talk to you next week.